Hello, mech fans. This is Duncan Fisher. Hold on firmly to your mana potions, fireballs, and familiars, because you are tuning in to your regularly scheduled episode of the First Circuit Podcast. And welcome to episode 138 of the First Circuit Podcast. Tonight's hosts are Ian. (laughs) (laughs) I almost said Bob. After <laughs> <laughs> a great stop, and we got Biter, Clark, and myself, Old Bob One Six Zero Two Five. So, for context to you guys listening to the podcast, <laughs> I wrote down because Bob messes up the intro all the time. I just wrote down our hosts today include Bob Ian and Biter. That <laughs> 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 should read it. Anyway, anyway, okay. we've got a lot of topics, Bob. Do you want to present us the topics? Sure, topic I will do that. Events and sales, including a free mech, patch notes, new content, and mech variants. PGI wants more input on things and is giving us info on other things. <laughs> also, community news. Next. <laughs> All right, let's get started with the hunt, the huntsman. Um, so we, we had heard in the uh, roadmap, of course, that uh, they were planning uh, like every month to uh, do a new mech, and this February they actually got cracking right, very quickly uh, with Hunt the Huntsman, which I think, at least the impression I got from watching uh, the podcast that came out later, Matt said, you know, just raise a, um, uh, raise a, the guys who make like uh, gaming hardware said, hey, we're coming out with a new Huntsman keyboard, we're wondering whether we could collab with you and stuff, and it's like, yeah. wait, we want to do free, give free mechs. There's a mech called a Huntsman. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it now. And they just kicked it immediately into gear, which is uh, yeah, pretty good. Also, they did collab with uh, Nutty Rat to go ahead and give away some uh, free uh, keyboards as well, too, which was kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, I think yeah. Nutty lives very close to uh, Darren up, uh, up there, I think. So, um, you know, the, a bunch of keyboards arrive at the offices and they can easily get it over to Nutty Rat and yeah. that, kind of, yeah. that good jazz. So, yeah, they, in just like a day or something like that, probably just uh, threw, you know, threw together both the, um, the events and collab with uh, some streamers to put this all together. So very, very on the ball for this thing. Yeah, and very cool event, uh, giving away hardware partnering with Razer. Uh, obviously, I would have much preferred had they partnered with Razer to give us a certain joystick setup that they promised a couple of years ago, but I'll take a keyboard. <laughs> and yeah, pretty pretty cool cool first Mac giveaway. I do kind of wonder if uh, Razer has paid PGI beyond just putting their name on and giving away some keyboards. I do kind of wonder what the monetary background is, but yeah, mm, anything that helps Mac partner is good. Yeah, like generally, like uh, a lot of companies just give out keyboards and and general product to go and give the streamers or to companies and say give this out just for free, um, like you know, free advertising, and that's generally like what they do. And you can't pay for that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no price for that. You just gotta say cool, thank you so much for giving us some. You know, it's gonna cost I, them a couple I, keyboards. I I recall what was it MacWarrior Five? They had that whole um. Yeah. Uh, tie in with Matt sort of saying, hey, uh, hey everyone, I am uh, getting all this cool Razer gear. Let me unpack it and show you our new game. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah, they they uh, have a good relationship with Razer, to say the least. <laughs> and this is just uh, another part on the journey. 
Yeah. yeah. Interesting side fact. Um, in the macro online client, uh, on the bottom, there's a small text scroll telling you about ongoing events and such. And that one is currently featuring an ad for the Razer Huntsman keyboard. So that's mm. fun. Okay. We've got in-game ads now. <laughs> anyway, let's actually got, talk got about a, the event. You know, you got to make the game uh, more monetizable after all. But uh, yeah. yeah, let's crack on. <laughs> All right, event. Event's pretty good. Uh, you've had a whole month to complete it at the time of the release of this podcast. You're still going to have a few days left. So if you haven't done the event yet, it is totally doable in two to three days of semi-casual playtime. So absolutely feel free to complete it. Yeah, one kill, seven days premium time. I'm glad they actually changed that from um, what it was before, of the premium time being last. And you know we always kind of kind of like uh, went crazy. Of, it's like why don't you do it in the beginning? And uh, I'm glad they changed that kind of stuff because it makes much more sense. It's yeah. still it's still not ideal. Um, Bida said uh, talked to us about this earlier, and I agree. Uh, KMDDs aren't the easiest thing to get, especially if you're an inexperienced player. Yeah. yeah. Um, play one game would be the ideal condition mm -hmm. for the premium time, but still. Uh, this it's, along with the uh, mech itself, like the mech in particular, they mentioned it's a new player experience. The idea is, um, you know, if you're picking up the game recently or whatever, it's just it, uh, if you're a less experienced pilot, it gives you a reason to turn back, turn up, turn up to the game, and uh, you get free mechs. Yeah. But um, yeah, this uh, premium time is a little tricksy to unlock if you're, you know, floundering at the game at lower tiers, and at the, the very bottom as well is quite a high order, like uh, 50 kills or KMDDs, et cetera, et cetera. I think, you know, new pilots could very well get enough killing blows eventually. But yeah, it, it's uh, at least for new player experience, you do want to set the bar pretty low. Hmm. So usually we just skip over events and are like, here's an event, uh, check it out if you're interested. In this case, should we go over the uh, conditions sure. at least real quick? Sure. So obviously one KMDD for the premium type, not ideal, but hey, it's a start. Uh, 15 scouting to get some seabills and a Wazer dice. Fun fact, uh, there are already Wazer cockpit items, so that's cool. Other mm -hmm. potential partners would be NVIDIA. There are NVIDIA cockpit items. Yeah. And I know there are PC gamer things, the game really? magazine, if that even exists. Here's a cockpit item for PC gamer? At the very least, there's a uh, special paint job. Mm. What was yeah. the paint From job? Way back. Way back? Okay. And there's an NCIX special uh, Centurion. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. That yeah. company doesn't yeah. exist anymore to partner with, but hey, that would have been choice. Um, touching very briefly on the scouting rewards, the issue is sometimes just that some people will just take a light mech and kamikaze into the middle of the enemy team and pop a UAV, which ties into a later one as well. Well, the next one, in fact, 20 UAV detections. Yeah. Yeah, so if you are a new player and you have trouble with this, take a light mech. Don't kamikaze, just find the enemy, press R a bunch of times, and you're going to get these rewards, <clears throat> and then launch a UAV. Yeah. Ideally, though, uh, all of these are things that you shouldn't specifically have to try for and just do them while you play. Like, especially UAVs. Launching a UAV at the beginning of the game is not going to get you anything. Sure. Wait until the brawling has started and then launch UAVs. Mm -hmm. 50 kill assists. Not too bad. You know, that's yes, just play the game. Play. Yeah. Damage with weapon types. Um, I personally struggled a lot with this one, but uh, yeah, it's. I struggle with the missiles. Difficult. One thousand each isn't yeah. too bad. 
Um, yeah. It just meant some days, sometimes for some reason, everyone would just take mis like LRMs, and then another day I'd find everyone's just taking AC2s. I'm just like, what's going on? The meta <laughs> is so weird. Well, it's usually during events you have uh, just people taking specific types of things, and so you find weird matches, weird the weird matches. The thing, by the way, is the missile damage. Just because later on there's like shoot down 2,500 missiles. So on the missile day, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Mm -hmm. On the AC2 day, it's just there's so much AMS on the field. Everyone's just taking AC2s and ERPPCs. There's no not a lerm to be seen. Well, that's why I was having problems because I didn't do it the first day. I did it like a couple days afterwards, and I guess everyone got their stuff done. And they just had like AMS. I'm like, ah, I can't get this done. I finally got it yeah, done. It, so, it evens out after a week or two, which was the nice thing with this taking a while, you know, being yeah. over the whole month. Yeah. Yep. And also just saying the damage type rather than specific weapons makes it so much more bearable and easy as a mm -hmm. scratch load event. True. So, yeah, all of the. Uh, Weapon types shouldn't be too difficult if you switch out your mech every now and then. Uh, 50 components, that is actually, I am fairly difficult, uh, especially like either if you're a newish player and you're not in a position to do the killing shots on components or you die early, you're never going to get components destroyed. Or if you just core the enemy out because your aim is too good. Yeah, that, that, that yeah. can be You're like never gonna get kills. components. <laughs> I leave it up to you to judge why I have completed this challenge. You know what I do is I, I pop in my uh, my Bushmaster with a uh, with three rack twos or my or my other mechs that just have racks and just just unload like crazy. And it's usually yeah, you know, any, that's when I get them. Anything where you don't do concentrated damage like LBs, LRMs, yeah. streaks are gonna be fairly straightforward to do components. Yeah. Uh, 25 kills, okay, MDD is, again, you're just going to get these as you play. But you get the, the color, though, which is really nice. The colors, what that's very you nice. want, yeah. Yeah, they yeah the, the rods in general are pretty good. Um, 2,500 AMS missile destroyed, that one is big. And mm -hmm. I kind of think it's too big. The highest yeah. I ever got was 2,300, and the missile shot down. We just yeah. need to like there are, there are those rare games when you're in a triple or quad AMS mech mm -hmm. and the enemy is just purely there where you get your 2,000 missiles destroyed in a single match. Yeah. But on average, most mechs only have one AMS. Uh, there are obviously few that have two or three or four, but most have only one. And just passively farming AMS is not really a thing, which is why you've been seeing a lot of straight up AMS boats lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a gear check, unlike a lot of the others. If you, for the sake of argument, are a new pilot, most of the trial mechs have energy weapons somewhere, ballistic weapons somewhere, uh, um, missile weapons somewhere. You can do all of these previous challenges, but not many of them, if at all any, really actually have AMS on their you loadouts for trial mechs. You have to buy a mech, and then most are only going to have one AMS. You bring up a good point, though, because that's 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 um, harder for new players to go ahead and do to get this one done. Because, like you said, a lot of them don't have AMS, and so it'll be a lot harder for them to do this. And so, like maybe they they should, uh, you know, not have it for new new players, you know, like under twenty five games or something like that, because they can't actually get that type of system to go do that. So that's actually a good, really good point. That's a good point. Granted, granted, I like that the more. Like these more difficulty ones are not tied to huntsmen, but they're just some extra on top things. Yeah. So I don't mm -hmm. think it's a crazy big deal that not everyone can get them. But um, the AMS 
like this particular event brings up something that Bob is always ranting about, uh, competing for AMS kills, <laughs> yeah. uh, UAV kills, not AMS, because you're competing with your team to get those missiles. And then you have these really fun uh, games where your team is featuring a lens of AMS Novas, and they're just trying to stay ahead of each other and shoot down the missiles before <laughs> their teammate can shoot down the missiles so they can farm their AMS. And so we have these three AMS mechs just competing with each other in a yeah. really ridiculous way. Yeah. yeah. Personally, so, yeah. I, I took it out during Lerm Day. I was playing with some other people and, you know, we took like two or three AMS Corsairs and I got yeah. it in two matches. <laughs> yeah, I think mine was like three or four. Yeah, but yeah. that's because we, of course, have the AMS mechs, so we exactly. have the gear. I think they want to put the restriction, like 2,500 is a lot, but it's because they are giving away a color. Um, and black is sort of a nice color. I like yeah. putting on a lot and of mechs. And obs like obsidian black. black in general is a yeah. really good color. It's a color I already have, that's why I didn't bother completing this part. Mm. But yeah, it's definitely a color you want. So if uh, yeah, take the AMS Nova or the AMS Corsair, it's basically your only real option. The AMS Javelin is not going to do the trick here. Okay. AMS Piranha. Uh, yeah, Piranha, not Javelin. AMS Wolfhound. Piranha. It's actually pretty good. I like that one. Yeah, you can. Mm. You, it's just um, you just need to tally the total numbers up. Uh, you know, you can get it done with one AMS if you play long enough. Yeah, no. It's just um, it's a lot, it's like two or three times the rate if you have two or three times the AMS. Yeah, true. So, um, so basically, I shot down two hundred missiles. Um, I played this event for two days in a row, on and off, and all of the max I used had one AMS. Mm. So, to, just to give some perspective, with one AMS, it's gonna take a while, a long while. Uh, moving on, are uh, mm. uh, two things that are hard to understand, in my opinion. Hidden one is fairly straightforward. You shoot the enemy. And then right you away. stop shooting, and you, I believe you can't be shot in return. Yeah. That's the important part here. So for this one, um, I mean, ERPPC, Shadowcat with ECM, or anything that has long range, just pop around the corner, shoot, pop back the corner, wait until you get the pop-up, uh, hit it one yep. reward earned, and then repeat. Yeah. So, saw a lot of PPC Shadowcats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So annoying. I mean... The the hit and run is really easy to get though. You know, if you just easy, pay attention. Easy. Yeah, you just pay attention. The earn ten UAV kills. That's another story. That's another story. Yeah, that, that one actually, funny enough, took me. Yeah, uh, yeah, was one of the longer ones to get. So what is this even? What's that? So destroy it. Shoot down ten. UAVs. Yeah, shoot down ten like UAVs. Ah. So okay. so that's just, you have to have a person okay. on the opposite team drop a UAV. Then you have to compete against eleven other people shooting down that UAV. And so many and times, like ten yeah. times. <clears throat> yeah, Jeez, ten times. That is like one of these is usually yeah. Ten of yeah. them is probably impossible. M maybe if they brought yeah, it down to five. I was five. thinking UAV kills. Uh, it's probably gonna be something like a tech kill or narkill. Where the enemy has to die being spotted by UAV. That's my fault. So I just took a flanker. And once I realized enemy started to die, I just popped my UAV hoping to farm these. And I never got one. Am, that I, explains it. am I mistaken though? Um, when you shoot down a UAV, it does say UAV kill. So they're keeping across the name nomenclature from in-game. Well, uh, I don't apparently don't pay enough attention. But yeah, usually they call it shoot down UAVs, which is mm -hmm. yeah. more straightforward for the event page. Yeah. But hey, 
No, I know. And hopefully so do you. Just shoot him down and hopefully you get him. Those but yeah, this them. is uh, a bit excessive. Like we, uh, we, we had issues at least with one UAV. This is ten times the yeah. pain. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you get the Applejack Huntsman. It, it's it's gatekeeping the pattern for the Huntsman. So I again don't mind having it be more difficult, but at least give us a good pattern. Yeah. Like give us a mountain lion. That's awesome. That's a good one. I think part of the reasoning, I might be mistaken, the pre-order bonus back in the day was Applejack pattern for the Huntsman. So they aren't, uh, they aren't actually giving so many people new patterns. They're old ones. Yeah, it's, it's an old pattern. Sadly, you can't see pre-orders uh, um, from the th store anymore. There we go. I did pre-order. I would have to launch the <laughs> game and uh, see what patterns I own. Oh yeah, it no longer shows. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Oh, well. All right, and then the main event, earning a Huntsman. Um, it's Again, it's not crazy difficult. Uh, I think the most difficult part's going to be the 100 component destroyed. Beyond that, that um, you can... The kill assist, right, The kill on KMDDs can be hard for uh, lower-level players, for very newbie players. Also, 250 or greater match score once is quite tricky for a lot of pilots um i think yeah. it, uh if you if you use ams it's not bad um it might be hard for newer players to get that though but if you generally just play the match you should actually get Two, that normally 50 is hard uh, yeah. 500 is 500 is hard it's it's the it's the thing where we said this is hard and only top tier player are going to reach it 250 is fairly easy yeah, yeah i think i get 250 most matches <laughs> i just oh yeah um the 100 components is kind of hard to do um 50 killer kmdds that's a pain in the ass it, it's a bit grindy yeah uh, for the final yeah. thing i mean it is a mech after all yeah. and it is to try and keep you yes. playing for the month you have a whole month to, it, to be yeah. there so it's i think it's fine uh, given that it's a whole month like most of these aren't crazy difficult. There's no insane skill involved. It's mostly down to just playing the game and eventually you're gonna get this. Like solo kill. <laughs> I tried so hard to get a solo kill and completely failed it. And then I just gave up and took Lerms and I got it on accident in the first game. That's just <laughs> how it goes. Oh, so don't try too hard, just play and enjoy the game and eventually you're gonna get it done. Did I get that? The, yeah, uh, I get less, solo kill less too. skilled pilots, usually learning <laughs> is the way to go. Because <laughs> yeah. that gives you your KMDDs, it will give you your solo kills eventually. It will give you a 250 match components, match score, the damage done especially. Yeah, like so far I got 12 out of 50 for KMDDs, but I only played like one, like I think like two hours, or like two or three hours. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've talked I've talked with some other streamers about this, and from what I've gathered, it takes about two days for most people to play this, like experienced players. Mm -hmm. So it's yep. not again not crazy difficult. Um, if you're less experienced, it's probably gonna take you multiple weeks. But I mean, that's how the event is designed, after all. Yeah, I I definitely do like how it's one month though. That's that's so much easier than one week. You know, get that stuff done. So it's yeah. nice to do that. Yeah, it's interesting in a way um, because normally we would have several, like, you know, uh, weekly events. So we would have sort of four every month. Uh, but this is one big event throughout the whole month. So if you're a, you play a lot of hours just for two days, uh, you can get it all done. And then there's a re more reason to come over the month. I'll be curious to see what their metrics say in regards to 
how much people are actively participating, you know, mm-hmm. possibly due to events. Because, yeah, this has some great rewards. I really like it. But it also means I don't have a reason to come back every week. Yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah, pers- personally, I prefer the month-long events. Yeah, I, I personally prefer that as well. It's a lot more flexible. Uh, yeah. you're, you're not always... You don't feel drawn back to the game, but from a player retention standpoint, sometimes it's better to uh, keep keep draw, drawing them in. Make sure they come back every other day. Come back. It's like drugs. Come back and so play. So I guess final question regarding the event. Uh, what do you think about the Huntsman as the first mech, and which mech would you like to see for the second month? Um, Warhammer. We had discussed, of course, what mech to give uh, new players, and I had suggested at least mechs like the Huntsman, the Nova, and such. Just very flexible, good amount of tonnage, yeah. sort of middle of the road. Yeah, good. Uh, so Huntsman, just by pure coincidence, was a great mech to start with to appease me, at least. Um, <laughs> I'm really not sure. I think yeah, Warhammer is totally. A, I agree yeah. with Bob. That's a good choice for yeah. next week. Maybe another medium. Uh, something that isn't so popular, like the Huntsman, like a Wolverine or something, wouldn't go amiss. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. I could, I could see the following, uh, the Griffin, these like middle, middle tier Inner Sphere mediums. Do people actually use a Griffin I mean, like they should? You know, basically like Lerm Ten and PPCs. Because I haven't seen many, many designs that have the ER PPC and like a Lerm Ten or something like that. Not no. really. Like I use. Well, Sorry. I per- personally, I run uh, close to close to stock for many builds, so I have uh, laser LRM and PBC LRM equipment. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the one that I'm really running is the LRM machine gun jump jet. Griffin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 majority of Griffins, people play into the missile hard points and say, "All right, this turns into an MRM boat or an SRM boat." Yeah. And that's almost how all of them are built, other than like the hero. Okay. I was just curious. I I think I'm yeah. the only person who plays stock a lot. You know, just to see if I can do it or not. That That's my problem, I guess. Yeah, just <laughs> LRM-10 gets shot down by all the AMS, and the PPC yeah. isn't that great uh, damage on its own. You know, everyone boats weapons, so instead of taking the LRM PPC, you just take, like, two PPCs, or instead, instead of t- um, taking a mix, you just take all LRM, like, you know, yeah. two big LRM-15s or something, or 20s. Yeah, or a Merm-40 or something like that. Mm. Yep, two 30s. Yeah. Yeah, my guess for next month is definitely going to be Inner Sphere Medium. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's and... so many more Inner Sphere mechs. So, yeah, we had one month of Clan, one month of Inner Sphere giveaway. It makes sense. Make it fair. Yep. And oh. I, I kind of want to... Do you guys think uh, PGI should give away some of the more iconic mechs? Or should they specifically keep those... Uh, to buy only like the Timberwolf, the Warhammer, the Marauder. The, the, I think, the unseen um, mechs. Yeah. People will grind to get those mechs, is a thing in the back of my head. So you want to encourage people to take the less commonly seen mechs to try and broaden the uh, pool of mechs you see on the field. And it, it gives people extra incentives like, oh, I've tried all these different mechs and they're kind of mediocre. And people keep saying, you know, the Marauder is really good. So I'm going to save up and get the Marauder. But if you just give them a Marauder, there's nothing for them to work for. It's like, well, I'm not saving up for, <laughs> you know, a, a random dragon mm. or anything like that. I mean, yeah. for me, though, I, I, could... I want to get them just because I'm, I'm just a lore freakazoid. So I want to get those mechs. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, especially like the Timber, the Marauder, those really iconic Battletech mechs. Mm-hmm. I do think they would be a good candidate as long as they don't give away the really powerful variants. 
yeah, yeah true, there's a whole, like there's a marauder with um two missiles in the side torso um that you hardly ever see that one because well there's one with the ecm and missile on both side torsos so why take the marauder 5d now <laughs> so yeah you could totally give people that one mech away and um i think a lot, a lot of people would like that yeah that'd be fine um, All right. uh, we have plenty more topics to crack yeah. on with, so <laughs> yeah, let's let's keep going. Love bundles. Next up, love bundles. Uh, during Valentine's Day, obviously. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Bundles of love are here. Yay. Um. Actually, this. Is... It's double the amount of uh, mechs you get and then GSP and cockpit items, basically. So, like, let's say the Shadowhawk and Locust, it's kind of like a bundle that, you know, they love each other. And then Timberwolf and Mad Dog, you know, that kind of thing. So, you do get um, <clears throat> three days premium time for 33 bucks. But uh, basically, love bundles are two mechs put together that they think would work together very well. Love is on the battlefield, and then you get extra items with that. Um, uh, either you get the GSP or the MC and 30 days premium time for $11. Then you can get cockpit items for 22 and then life bundles, which are cockpit items. The demon girl is pretty good. And for six bucks, like a bunch of, you know, cockpit items. So it, it's a good thing per se, but it's just something for them to make money, which is fine. You know, that's what they do. It's the roughneck yep. powerhouse and reaver. Same thing. You get those two max plus three days premium time for 22 cockpit items, mech bays, and all that kind of stuff. So it's not bad. It's not the worst thing in the world. But, you know. Yeah, so we, we said last time, everyone, that we really liked all of the bundles. Yeah. Um, this time, I'm really glad they are doing special bundles. I don't really like most of them. Personally, I think the, the best value is probably going to be in these first ones, just for MC, GSP, and premium time. Like, those are the things that you yeah. can probably use the most. Um, cockpit items if you're after that uh, colors if you're after that again just pick it up uh, personally the make bundles I'm not a huge fan of um, mostly because I'm not a huge fan of the mechs in there and especially looking at like the roughneck powerhouse we already got that one for free mm-hmm. so most people I would assume already have it um, well, if you want to pick up a make bundle take the urban make bundle Sunspider, half of that package is uh, everyone got the, uh, was it the Vanguard yep. for free? Yeah. And um, even if you're planning to purchase a broadside as well, was for free. Yeah, broadside, yep. Well, the um, best one's the K9 and Street Sweeper or the Street Cleaner because you have to get the Solaris pack to get the Street Cleaner, correct? Street Cleaner, yeah, has the yeah. crossover of the Solaris pack. And yeah. uh, I see a lot of people who who picked up the game recently, they will get the Solaris pack because a lot of people say, oh, hey, this is a really good value bundle. Yeah. So they'll have they'll they'll hear good things about the K9, but they already have the Street Cleaner. And if you've been around the game for long enough, you've earned MC from events, you will get a K9 easily enough by yourself at this point. K9 is good. Yeah, I don't like the two Sun Spiders just because they're both Omnipod mechs. So whilst it's nice getting all the hero Omnipods, I really don't need both heroes in ways I just wish to get one and then just use the Seville Omnipods. <laughs> yeah, that's I was kind of like when you get two, just two variants of the same mech, usually you're only really going to use one of them. So, uh, yep. like, out of these bundles, I think the, the first two are the best. Uh, Shadowhawk, Locust. 
both of these are fine enough mechs and Timberwolf Magic, both of these are fine enough, especially since they're Omnipods. I just think the price is probably a bit high for my taste for two mechs and a bit of extra. Well, the Pirate Spain and the Grey Death, uh, those are two hero mechs, so you get the plus 30% Seabill boost and XB boost. So that's yeah, good. All, all of, these, all of yeah. these are hero mechs. Yeah. Um, I, I think their Urban K9 and Street Cleaner are, are the best ones myself. I mean, I, I like Shadok and Locust, don't get me wrong, but I don't think I play my Locust um, that much. But I play the, the K9 and street, and street Cleaner so much now. They're just fun mechs to play. I mean, they're Urbies. Of course, it's the best bundle. That's not yeah. enough for this card. <laughs> for $11, it's a great deal. You know, I mean, hell, the premium time alone, you know, let's see how much the premium time is. Um, for just, 30 you need, days? All you need to do is play the game for a while and you yeah. get the MC for the K9, which is the premium, you know, the best uh, Urbie. The, the Street Cleaner has some, you know, I like its extra jump jet and engine capacity. It's neat, but it it's basically an, an, an Urbie with a Siebel boost. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of other ones that have the same kind of half point layout. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I already have a very large stable of mechs, so it's easy for me to sort of just go, oh, all of these do not interest me. But uh, even then, at least if I was advising a new player, um, mm -hmm. it is kind of tricky, tricky, since um, there, there isn't, there, there's no just sort of, oh, this is an amazing bundle with like the Scorch in it. Um, you know, a really, a really decent mech. There's just a lot of, oh, hey, these are. Half decent mechs. If you want something half decent, pay twenty dollars. <laughs> I could I could probably see recommending the Maddock and uh, Maddock and Timberwolf bundle, mm -hmm. mostly because both of these are iconic and they are Omni mechs, so they're decent enough that I wouldn't yeah. feel super bad recommending them. It's but just the half decent great. clan mechs at this point, of course. So they're iconic, but yeah, yeah. Well, so the... oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, for me, most of the reason I play Mega Online is just to work behind my team and see all of these iconic mechs work past me. That's why I play the game. I'll be quite honest. It's not for the gameplay. It's just for the early moment of, holy crap, this is so freaking cool. Yeah. I mean, those if, moments are where I play. If I was suggesting to a new player, I would start with just the top bundles, which is like, hey, if you're playing a bunch this month, get yep. the Lovers of Battlefield bundle, you get a month's worth of premium time yeah. and a bunch of extra stuff. Um, it's not the best, but yeah, it's good value. Um, and if you if you like vanity, if you like having stuff in your cockpit and you want it to be themed for the current times, just uh, get the Celebrate the Single Life bundle and that gives you <laughs> a whole bunch of cosmetics to put in your mech for the month you're playing. Yeah. Hmm. Well, hell, uh, 30 days premium time alone is $12. So in essence, you know, if you're playing a lot during that month, uh, like say like this Huntsman uh, month, you'll have 37 days of premium time, seven days for premium when you get the first one. So, you know, it's a good deal if you get these bundles. Great yep. deal. Plus and two free at, mechs. Uh, you know? 1250 MC, you just wait for the next sale and then you yeah. get a half of mech bay and half of your mech of choice. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, these so, are yeah. great bundles to have. Yeah. I think the first two are probably the best ones. First two? I think the Irby is the best one. But I'm just an Irby fan. Bob, Irby is out of competition. Okay. Oh, okay, fine, fine, um, fine. I mean, with the um, the one that gives you MC and premium time, um, when you wait, if you wait till it's on sale, that 1,250 MC is about and almost enough to just get the K9 anyway. And that's the Irby you want. <laughs> no, it's a street cleaner. I want that too. Fun. No. <laughs> Sure, sure. <laughs> All right. Anyway, okay. Moving on. Moving on.
<laughs> Let's uh, talk about the uh, patch, shall we? Oh boy. Okay. Sounds good. Do the patch. Online patch notes. It's been a long while since we've had this kind of patch notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most of the times, like, we fix this and that's it. So, while people might argue that this isn't the greatest patch ever, and it certainly isn't, that's still a really good side. February 16th, so um, last week at the time of this podcast, we've got a new patch with the first out of hopefully many. Uh, improvements for macro online trying to re revitalize the game yep let's go through them shall we okay first things first baldons are staying on the max it's good okay i mean i've seen i've seen a lot of baldons in these past mm -hmm. few days so it's yeah. definitely working in that sense mm -hmm. that people are bringing them out um there are some issues with it, um, like especially again, new play experience. If you see Baldons and you shoot them and nothing happens, that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I believe PGI is acknowledging that and actively looking for feedback on which Baldons should maybe still fall off. Um, but overall, it's fine. It wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. You know, like I was, I was totally against having Boltons and everything like before, but then after playing with them for a while and they fall off, and it's like okay, like whatever. Um, having this when they stay on, it's not that bad because I know what to shoot. I know what you know what to shoot, what not to shoot. Oh, look, that guy has a big ass head on him, so I'm not going to shoot that. I'm going to shoot his chest or something. But it, it's just yeah. one of the things that that PJ is doing to actually make money, which is fine because I don't want to spend what six fifty or seven fifty for a bolt on and then have it just drop off when someone shoots me with a like a small laser or something like that. It makes no sense for me to spend that amount of money to go and have that bolt on just drop off. And now it stays. Yep. So I'm more impacted like, yes, I got this big bomb on my back or, or whatever, basically. And it makes it me more wanting to sp spend money on bolt-ons, which is good. Yeah, in the end, um, they put a lot of work into making bolt-ons for every single mech, or at least making all the <clears> mechs <throat> compatible bolt-ons. Yeah. It's hundreds of options in the store for a redonkulous price. And yeah, there was no incentive. So this makes complete sense from their side of things. I do like the huge follow-up he wrote in the text description, just talking about we are going to may have a lot more consideration about boltons. So I think some things like um, people mentioned, like chainsaws, a big blocky thing <laughs> on the arms that can look like weapons, uh, those might very well still be candidates for falling off. Maybe yeah. my suggestion, at least, if a bolton should fall off, you should like heavily defund, re reduce the price, or mm -hmm. at least, at the very least, indicate in-store, by the way, this thing falls off with a big, huge icon or something in there, just so that people know what they're getting into. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. That's, yeah, that's in, the the, in the feedback section, people are still uh, talking about other options, like maybe um, disabling uh, bolt-ons on the enemy side, or giving you an options to disable bolt-ons on the enemy side. Um, it's still something PGI is looking into at this point. Yeah, but it's the, the, good the, that they're hearing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would be interested in at least having the options to change uh, rendering of bolt-ons. Uh, particularly, mm -hmm. like at least I think technically you could say in competitive, it might be nice in a private lobby you have the button just to disable bolt-ons or mm -hmm. something like that. Just in the sense that you shouldn't be uh, re relying on MC purchases to <laughs> change your profile. I mean, the <laughs> highest level players shouldn't be really affected much by it, and it should almost be a detriment, but uh, it it's not something that you should really allow to game the system like that, in my head at least. 
yeah, yeah. on high level play you're just gonna have these flags peeking out behind the mountain and people know where you are even though you don't see them <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure they're I've, had that that. Ha- I've had that happen to me uh yesterday it was an interesting experience <laughs> um i will make sure to remember this now okay all right, yeah, but for the most part, small change. We're seeing more bolt-ons. We'll see how things develop, what options they give for us in the future. Yep, yep. Next up, reconnection time limit and early leave punishment threshold up to four minutes. I actually uh, crashed these past few days a whole lot compared to what I usually do. So, um, yep, that's good. Before the patch, I did trigger the penalty more than once. After the patch, I haven't triggered it at all. So that's cool. Yeah. Unit recruitment costs. I don't pay attention to that anymore because I don't do. Uh, um, yeah, I don't do that yeah, part anymore. Ten percent so. of what it was before. <clears throat> yeah, five million. Well, that's the. Uh, yeah. Um, your unit leader. I I don't. I'm not familiar. I'm used to obviously that you know Is somebody that... makes a unit and then. Uh, do you have to pay people. to make a unit? No, that's no. That's, I don't remember that at all. Like, particularly not I, spending 50 million Seabills. Yeah, right no, now. I did not pay 50 million Seabills. I I remember the 500k to invite someone. Like, my unit is a one-man unit, so yeah. that's the only number I know. <clears throat> I do not remember this number. I mean, I want to get back in the faction play. I just wanted to actually mean something, you know? And, you know, I don't know. The uh, the cost, I mean, 50 million, man, that's that's harsh to go and have a a, a unit done. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So, yeah, this is something everyone agrees on. That's a good thing. Yeah. You can now get units for cheaper since they don't mean anything. Uh, people wouldn't spend I think, money on them otherwise. Um, I'm remembering a little bit. Like, I haven't, you know, my unit is a unit of one. But yeah. I, yes, I have seen too. people make use of the unit functions. So that if you're a unit leader, you can join a, a, a members group like a group just uh, uh you just click the button and say I've, i join them and you will join them and that also is you have special powers in like private lobby this helps you put together like private um, you know competitive matches and stuff like that so you get special administrative bonuses so to speak if you're a unit leader okay. but you don't I, at least I'm. I've seen people use that kind of stuff. I I just don't know how it works. Maybe I think you can appoint multiple people to be leaders. It would make sense to me. But they want to put a high cost on it so that you aren't appointing everybody to be a leader, and they can everyone gets the power to join everyone in. Uh, the mm. Maybe games. maybe some someone in the comments can uh, tell us how how units no make and actually work. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we clearly have no idea. But that, that's uh, that's my guess. Best <clears throat> amateur. Yeah. My yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Increased cadet bonus. Um, yep, they've done exactly what we've been asking for. Um, mm-hmm. Up the money you get for your games. And also add some extra items on top, especially on your first game. As a new account, you're going to get seven days of premium time. Really cool. It's the very beginning. And then you just get some random things that are going to keep you pushing forward. More premium time. Some supply caches. Okay, maybe some people care about them. Yeah. At least the they're most, good. They're a good way to get decals. Yeah. Most valuable thing, in a way, at least, um, you're getting well, not just five minutes more sea bills, but you're also getting the basic color set. Mm-hmm. Um, that's oh, yeah. like four yeah. million sea bills or something mm-hmm. or more. It's been forever since I bought the basic color set, but 
they cost millions of seabills and they ease into new players because new players have to they, they want to you know they get a new mech they want to paint it just instead of just being all the basic uh, green and i tell them oh there are some colors available for seabills it just costs like one or two billion each <laughs> yep so in total rather than having 12.5 million seabills which is roughly enough to buy and fit out a medium to heavy mech you now get uh, close to 18 million, which should be enough to buy and fit out most, if not all, mechs. Mm -hmm. And you're also getting 100 GSP, so you can immediately scale it up and don't have to spend extra money on that. You're also getting the colors to customize it, and you're getting an extra mech bay on top. Yeah, so they did a good job on this. Yeah. In general, it's a good improvement. I would be totally fine with them putting even more stuff in there, but for now, it's it's a great change. Yeah. Yep, much easier to recommend people getting in the game rather than just, oh, by the way, you get a trickle of money for playing the game to start with, and that's enough to get one mech. That's all you're getting, yeah. mate. <laughs> so so far, when someone, when I would talk to someone uh, who wants to start a game, um, my advice would be pick out one of these bundles, buy the bundle, and then use your credit bonus that you get from the first few games to kit out those mechs you buy from the bundle. Mm -hmm. And now I think I could, in good conscience, uh, say some, tell someone that, yeah, you can start without spending money in this game at all. Yeah, it's not bad. You did a good job on that. Good job. Next up, uh, this makes me sad, even though I understand that um, time, of, time of day is now locked for all of the maps or at least for six maps yeah and yeah for yep. six of them, not all <laughs> you know like the one thing i wish yep. though they did um i'm going to try to contact you know, whoever's in charge of that is in the uh, when you go in your own solo like lobby because i like to take pictures for like thumbnails i want to have it so i could do it night or day or you know set the time because it, it's such a pain in the ass to find a map that's either night or day that you want to have a certain type of look for, basically. And I think so. You know, so private lobby, well, yeah. pri you know, private lobbies. If you have one of a friend, you can set the time of day. Yeah, you uh, have a friend. Your, like test, testing grounds is. Yeah, testing um, grounds be good. Yeah. I think they're going to be what are they? I think they're fixed time now. Yeah, they're fixed time. Be fixed time. It's it's yeah. one map, one map configuration. So in long term, I would very much like to see the ability to vote on a time, mm -hmm. rather than just get one time per map because. They're basically removing some really cool sites from the game. Mm -hmm. In general, it's fine, though. The game doesn't play much different, and most of these maps are still pretty. So uh, the Viridian um... Bog no longer has the fog. I think that's the biggest change. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, going yeah. through just the maps uh, one at a time, like a forest mm -hmm. colony, when it's nighttime, it's so dark that you're kind of stumbling around, and <clears> I <throat> don't particularly like it when it's nighttime. I'm usually happy when it's day, and that's yeah. the time to push. Um, so personally, like in a regular forest colony, um, if it's always just daytime, for me, that's an improvement. Mm -hmm. uh, Frozen City, yeah. it's always kind of visible in Frozen City, so the time of day didn't really affect things much. Uh, so yep. the dynamicism is actually is, is somewhat of a, I kind of miss it. That looks pretty, though. Uh, that, 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 um, that looks really nice. The Frozen City, like right there, that looks beautiful. Yeah. Looks really yeah. good. River City again at nighttime. You could sometimes get stuck with stumbling around in the dark and like the sun in your eyes and a lot of other issues. So the dynamic time of day was like one of the worst offenders. 
uh, mm-hmm. particularly since people fought by the citadel and like you know you have a long line of sight to the ocean and this the sun has a lot of time <clears throat> to blare in your eyes um yeah. so this being fixed time of day is great and i don't particularly want to see nighttime on river city as an option Islands. Okay. I would say Night Simon River City for me is one of those few instances where night vision actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's one of those few maps I've ever toggled it on. Most maps I just leave on standard even if it's dark. So I'm gonna miss night, but I can see why people would hate it. River what City. What I don't like with nighttime River City is like just uh, your actual visible range is only like 500 meters, 400, 500 meters. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have like ECM on you, it means a red triangle appears above you and the enemy just shoot randomly at the red triangle and get a whole <laughs> bunch of damage. And if they're under ECM, you have no way of telling, which is interesting, but it also just feels awful when there's a there's a long range firefight taking place and you have no idea what's going on and no way to see what, what to shoot at. The one thing I like Makes about sense. River City at night, though, is uh, is if you have it on high graphics, when you shoot something, it just looks, you know, has that flash. I think it looks mm-hmm. really cool, like at nighttime when you're actually firing, just the different things that, that are going on. That is very much yeah. true. I remember uh, Bob recorded something uh, where he wanted a Jagamek flag. Actually, yeah, that I was still really have that, cool by the way. I still have all that footage. I just haven't had it. I, yeah, it's been like two years, so yeah. But I still got the yeah. footage. <laughs> yeah. I still got the footage. It looks cool, though. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. If night vision helped me, like it didn't have the graininess that it couldn't, it, it, if it could see much mm-hmm. further, I would be happy. Um, just so that, you know, if there's someone at 700 meters, I could see them through with night vision on. Cause yeah. I'm over stuck, just, uh, I'm just stuck between all the different vision modes. And I'm just like, I can't see anything. And if they see my triangle, they're just going to spam it. And it feels awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Polar Highlands. Just like Frozen City, I think it doesn't really matter the time of day. Yeah. No. They were yep. locked on, like, I didn't anyways. even notice any difference. Yeah, Viridian Bog uh, now has good visibility all the time. Mm-hmm. Eh, I kind of like the low visibility setting, so personally, I'm sad, but again... Low I visibility was interesting yeah. on Bog, I'll give you that. Like, particularly, like, it's foggy at night. And that raining. Was a really interesting combination. <laughs> and raining, those <laughs> yes. are a really interesting combination. <laughs> that um, mech visibility just went down to, like, 270 meters or something. It's one of those instances where I'm the kind of guy who really likes these weird edge cases. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. with most games, like, democracy exists for a reason, and you should pick whatever most people are most comfortable with so yeah. i totally see why they changed this to daytime yeah i like yeah the push towards consistency it's just if we want to push towards oh alternate modes and time you know options to vote for it's uh what ones would be worth pushing for would there be enough interest and uh, i'm not sure there'll be enough interest in fog nighttime rainy bog <laughs> probably not but then again there's not enough interest to get uh, terra firma most of the time yeah so you can't just vote for it every time you see it and eventually you have the 20x multiplier and you just win it's screw you guys yeah. i'm getting this now I'm just saying and for would... pgi to yeah bother putting it in the game code and you know spend the pro- uh, development time just to yeah. even make it an option that's yeah. the that's a tricky hurdle you have to get over at this point now crimson straight crimson straight still looks very pretty yeah i think yeah. that's a good choice uh you still have the lights so at least they're not wasting that effort mm-hmm. it looks nice yeah no it's not bad yeah. I, I think fine. I'm happy with just this always being sort of crimson straight rather than it having a more nighttimey version because, you know, the snipers on the hills on, in, in the distance would get really annoying. And more yeah, daytime. I don't island. really need more daytime on it. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I like cool. this choice a lot. All right. So map yeah. yep. changes. Next the up, majority of maps with time of day have no more time of day, except yep. a few. Except <laughs> a few. Yeah. Everything gets reset in Solaris. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and whatever these badges com are. Uh, competitive series uh, titles and badges now exist. Uh, minor bug fix for the uh, light ghost rifle. And that's it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Game, so, for the most part, plays the same. The biggest change mm -hmm. is just somewhat the consistency on the maps. And uh, that's just a slight quality of life improvement. I yeah. like it. Yeah, not bad. Yep. Okay. It hasn't brought many player back yet. But hey, it's the first It's the first of many. Yeah. It's okay. It's good. Although I still like the, the variance of, like, of it happening, but that's just me. You know, because you get to vote for it, I guess. But okay. Okay. Uh, we do have a like classic uh, Frozen City uh, day yeah. and night, and yeah. classic um, uh, was it Forest Colony day and night uh, yeah, boating yeah. options. Okay, well that works out. You can run inside the uh, the the tunnel, do that kind of thing in classic. Yeah, and yeah. there's still time time of day taking place in maps like Caustic Valley, of course. Okay, okay, that that's fine then. Um, it was funny actually. I dropped recently, and uh, we rolled uh, for the mid of night time, and and uh, you know mm -hmm. some of the new pilots. I was like, "Whoa, Caustic Valley looks really different for some reason." I should say, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I I for the next part, which is the striker uh, package or the striker mm -hmm. you know, booster pack, I I found this out last night while I'm streaming. And someone goes, "Hey, check this out." I'm like, "Wow, this is actually pretty good. I actually like this." They did a great job on this, the booster packs uh, for the new for the two new mechs. Um, these are new mechs, correct? Because because I I haven't re researched as far as like uh, the well, these are new variants, basically. Oh, okay, new variants. Yeah. Okay, so variants. yeah, although yeah, two different it's variants. been an age long argument: is the Grand Dragon a new mech or is it just a different dragon? Just, yeah, I would say it's just a variant. Yeah, some people who have a certain association with a certain dragon icon are gonna hardly disagree, <laughs> or well, disagree a lot. Um, yeah, it's it's a new variant. But for the amount of money you're spending, I mean, for four mechs for twenty bucks, it's not bad. Two of the mechs are actually hero mechs, and I mean that's and then also you get you know the striker booster pack items, eight million C bills, two hundred GSP, ten copkit items, badges. We don't need those sticking badges, but uh, you get uh, decals and titles and all that kind of stuff. And then with early adapter bonuses, I mean, you get bolt ons for free. You get uh, another two hundred GSP. And also a hanging item, which is 5% SIBO boost for your mechs themselves. So, I mean, the amount of money you're spending on this is much better than the packs they used to have back then for 20 bucks. Although I would like to see like uh, maybe 15 days premium time or something like that. But still, I mean, it's good by itself. It's really good by itself, though. I, I don't know if I agree. Like for mechs and stuff is cool. I think as with most pack, if you get it during the early adopter phase, it's mm -hmm. probably a good value. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the early adopter phase ends, I personally wouldn't pick it up anymore. I don't so, know, 20 bucks is a good deal for, um, for these mechs. Uh, okay, uh, to assess the value, a big mm -hmm. thing here, Bob, right, you're talking about is there's the four mechs you're getting. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, they're doubled up. It's really actually yeah, just yeah. two mechs, because uh, if you're buying this, you're really only going to play the Seabill boosted variant, <laughs> and the other one is a bunch of extra extra um, Seabills and a free mech bay, so to yeah. speak. Yep. Exactly. You're right about the two mechs, about you know being a plus 30% for the hero mechs. I would just play those guys too. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. The other thing is that there, of course, these are just uh, alternative variants. So alternative variants in the past, we have gotten just for free. 
like um well sort of semi-free like yeah. if you pre-ordered um macware 5 they gave you a bunch of alternative variants yeah yeah um you'd get special variants hero variants in fact just uh, as bonus rewards at the end of the year you know like the corsair we mentioned earlier and stuff yeah. so um there's the question like i particularly just um to you know if i'm working as a counter argument it's like the grand dragon here mm -hmm. um it's a dragon with four energy which we have already on like two other dragons mm -hmm. and two missile which i mean there's no dragon with four energy and two missile together but the two missiles stuck in the ct it that's not really a feature <laughs> so, particularly since it's a, what it only has like a like four four slots or, or three slots or the a total uh, of four energy one in each side torso and one in each arm no i meant the missile though like in the center torso i forgot if oh it's, uh... two two missiles in the ct yeah but like how many slots does it have so you can't put well, like just a... two just What's... two with, yeah um... okay so you can only do like two srm4s two srm2s two okay. lrm5s yeah. an lrm10 yeah. an mrm10 a narc launcher two rocket tens yeah that, uh, you have that's slightly better build options but you're mm. really it's just most dragon you don't take dragons for the ct missiles no mm -hmm. there are they're an after four so it's it's mostly just a four energy mech and mm -hmm. we already have four energy dragons so half of the package you know two of the mechs are just just dragons it has the same what uh, max engine cap, you know, 360, no jump jets, no mask, no nothing. So, yeah, just bog standard dragon. Um, now, but one uh, is a, a, a CB boost, Seabill boost yeah, that you get. Yeah, it will at least have a Seabill boost. Yeah. It's just, I think there's a hero dragon available. I mean, the energy is mostly on the left hand side of it, but it's still got four energy and a ballistic. Which, and uh, you have to keep in mind, there are multiple hero dragons, it's not just one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Fang yeah. and. Uh, and then something else, I forgot what the site also ballistic with yeah. like a few uh, fire, energy and... fire and fang, something like fire that. Fire fang, yeah. 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 And to give, to give my uh, general impression of a dragon, um, I go after light tanks before I target dragons. That's how little I think of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm not picking up the dragon yeah. ever. Um, okay. Yeah, there's the the dragon side is very underwhelming. I think a lot of people are just asking for it because it's you know it's an obvious choice. And it's sort of been, you know I think a lot of people have fondness for it. Um, one thing I think at least um, you know you the law people know this a lot better than I. But like the the grand dragon at least reading up about it, it is supposed to have a reworked uh, torso like chassis a little bit mm -hmm. so it can torso twist further. I would be very happy to see a dragon that can torso twist way further than the regular ones because the regular ones can only turn. 90 degrees to the side this one to turn you know way further than that like 120 degrees like it, it, it it's it's almost like an irby for the grand and, dragon yeah and that would at least give it a selling point yep. it's not much of a selling point but it's at least something yeah as, as it stands i don't think this dragon has anything to offer yeah no well, it's a follow-up for the dragon much. battle mech uh i think it was designed to kill the wolfhound i think i'm not sure um, it's just an upgraded uh, dragon. Like, obviously, yeah. you know, um, they had the whole bunch of new tech, and so they just uh, wanted to apply it to their favorite dragon yeah. creature. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anything is an upgrade to a dragon. So, yes, yeah, slapping a PPC on is an upgrade. 
<laughs> I'm gonna anger so many well, Kuvita fans. <laughs> in in uh oh, this thing isn't isn't even double heat sinks because I know at least the later Grand Dragons have double heat sinks. So the ERPPC, you know, the energy loadout is less ammo dependent. And at least from a law perspective, that is an upgrade rather than taking ballistic weapons, so to mm -hmm. speak, and single heat sinks. I think the Grand Dragon is older than the new tech. Like it's definitely older well, than the well, new Well, it was done as 3050, so. It, it, it was built in 3050 by, by Luthien. Yeah, like uh, the Armor early Wars. days of Clan Invasion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it should have the double heatsink, so. I mean, for like a newer mech design in 3050, I mean, Jacon, you know, like the. Karita should have put double heatsinks like in this at least. Yeah, it, yeah. Karita Late, later utilized on, Clan Tech in 3050 already. No, well, not Clan Tech. Um, uh, this is uh, from the Helm Core. So basically, like they already had him at 3040. Oh, oh, he's right. just uh, saying okay. they should have yeah. put double yep. heat sinks in yeah. a sphere double heat sinks. Yeah, yeah, in a sphere double by this point yeah. in the timeline. But yeah. we're choosing the earliest Grand Dragon variant, which is just a slightly different dragon. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a prototype. The one G is basically a prototype. Mm -hmm. At least that's how it's portrayed in the novels. But just at yeah. that time, they should have put something better than like, here's a stupid um, future reactor. Here we go. All go right. So I, we, I've ragged on. Poor Bob who loved yeah, I know. my counterpoints. Let's talk to the interesting mech, the okay. Thunderbolt. Yeah. yeah. All right, a Thunderbolt with ECM and mask and yeah. jump jets. All the tech options. And double and E-Sinks. And Endor. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be really expensive if you buy it outside the pack. <laughs> and a targeting computer, which you're probably going to ditch immediately. Yeah. I mean, the fact it starts with endo and double just means, you know, you save a bunch of seatbelts uh, kitting oh. it up. Whereas the dragon, not only is it not interesting, you have to spend 1.5 million to upgrade the heat sinks and another, you know, however much for the uh, internal structure. Well, that's what so, I mean. You're, pay, plus you're paying 8 million. for it with the, with the purchase price. Yeah, with the purchase price, 8 million like seatbelts. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, fine. The yeah. dragon's not cool. I like the other mech. Okay, fine. Okay, you little <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I, like... Um. Right. So let's talk about the features of the Thunderbolt. Um. Sure. At least to give my appraisal, it's very hardpoint starved. It's what just five energy and one missile. Yep. The mm -hmm. majority of the weapons are in the left torso, and you know the usual rotation MWO is uh, counterclockwise. That yep. means your left torso is exposed to the enemy. If you put the missile in there, it becomes a huge target. Um, so what about the arm? Well, the arm's low and wide, so most Thunderbolts try and avoid it. So you have not many hard points, and the hard points you do are in some of the worst spots in the Thunderbolts. So those certainly balance out the fact that you have more tech options than all the others. Mm. Um, other things just to mention is that, well, I think ECM is the the one that fits the best with the Thunderbolt playstyle, just, you know, you're a fire support mech mostly. Um, being able to do that under the cover of ECM is nice. Mm -hmm. uh, energy loadout doesn't really make sense with stealth, though you're welcome to try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and spend all those slots. Uh, mask, mask is, I like mask mechs, don't get me wrong. But it doesn't. It's, uh, the Thunderbolt's a giant fridge. It's an easy to hit target. The agility of the Thunderbolt isn't that amazing to start with. So, the mask isn't really going to make you an agility god. Or you know, it's not. You're not going to juke shots. All you can do is really just move unexpectedly for a Thunderbolt. Yeah. But you're still a you're still a big target. Um, and the, by the way, the Thunderbolt in general, at least, um, you're going to have to play into the five energy. That is like. 
uh, one missile is not enough to build it. You could put an MRM-40, but you need medium lasers to back it up. So in the end, you're always going to have a kind of energy loadout, energy-oriented loadout on this mech. And we run into the usual issues that the Thunderbolt has, which is its lower arm actuators and hand actuators. Innersphere tech is very big. The Thunderbolt is a giant fridge that loses its side torsos quite easily sometimes. So you mm. don't want XL all the time. You can, if you're a good pilot, you can twist, certainly. It's just the Thunderbolt has issues with finding the slots for double heat sinks for its energy loadouts and it has the issues with its hard points often being stuck in the left torso which falls off first and this just doubles down on that where you're like all right you know the thunderbolt that lacks hard like lacks slots well why don't you take a mask mark three that takes up three tons and three slots <laughs> <laughs> and double and ecm so you know you're missing five slots now and four and a half tons down all the other stuff stuck in the left torso or in the arm so I, I, I just don't see this as a particularly, I mean, it's interesting tech options. It's mm -hmm. just, is this going to really, you know, uh, make the Thunderbolt shine? Other than ECM, no. Like the jump jets are nice, sure. Um, over, jump jets on Thunderbolt can sort of work, don't get me wrong, actually. I have seen some good jump jet Thunderbolt pilots. But um, you know what? The funny thing is, other than ECM, there's a mech already in the game that does this. And that's the mask cataphract. You have four energy, like sorry, what's it? Four or five energy and one ballistic. That's a that's a way better hardpoint layout, and it's much better spread out. And it's got you know armor quirks up the wazoo, and your mask does about the same thing. So, hey, if you want the early access Thunderbolt 10 SE, just get the cataphract. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that uh, for simple reasons. Like I run a Thunderbolt with uh, three large pulse lasers and two and, and two medium pulse lasers. Now with this type of build, and I do pretty good with that mech. And this has jump jets and ECM. And if I want to put mask in, which I probably won't though, but uh, um, it has more bonuses that I could use for that mech that I normally use. Like anyways, that this would actually. And plus, it's a SIBO uh, boost mech. I could, you know, basically make more money and then also have it, you know, have, and go have the extra like ECM for it. And I do so feel well with that mech. Bef before Biden tells you why this is a terrible idea, I mm -hmm. just want to uh, say that's also the first thought I had, um, triple large pulse laser, because I do want yeah. a dragon. The only dragon, I mean, okay, there are two dragons I enjoy, the triple UAC2 and the triple large pulse laser and the high sh left shoulder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like first glance, this Thunderbolt was like, that's the dragon i won just <laughs> a bit better mm -hmm. and so if anything i could imagine picking myself up one of these to run triple large pulse depending on whether triple large pulse is even still available so i'm going to kick it over to Bider. um i hardly <laughs> ever see large pulse after I, the nerf because i use damage. it yeah you know, like i use it and it works out fine but of course every type of build is different for different type of people though so it's just the thing with large pulse is it's kind of in competition with ER mediums. So both have the same kind of range, and mm -hmm. um, whilst large pulse has uh, better duration uh, and a bit heat efficiency, you're paying seven tons rather than two tons to do about the same amount of damage. Mm. So large pulse, uh, usually you're sort of saying, well, why am I taking large pulse when I should just be taking like either regular larges or ER mediums? Just if I'm wanting that range game with uh, laser boating, there's just so much more tonnage efficient options out there. Because it looks cool, man. 
<laughs> I did run back in the day. I had I loved my uh, triple large pulse uh, mm-hmm. Zeus, which had all the large pulses in the arm. So it had mm-hmm. a very good side peak, and you could pinpoint down people uh, components quite well. Yeah. And that's you know like back in the day, what was it like twelve pinpoint damage uh, per large pulse? So it's thirty six onto a CT over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But they've nerfed the quirks, of course, and they've nerfed the large pulse. So yeah. it's just not worth taking yeah. anymore. Like, I have fun I with it. it to medium lasers and MRM forty. You know, I have fun with it, and I enjoy it, and I do pretty well with this mech. Basically, whenever I use this type of mech. And three triple large pulse lasers and two medium pulse lasers. Granted, the medium pulse lasers, I think, are on the right arm, and then left arm and left shoulder has the uh, triple. Or, or that, that would work on, on this, uh, this Thunderbolt as well. Yeah. That would have you, have yeah. you run it, probably. And adding the ECM would make it even better, so I won't actually have to worry, you know, really worry about mm-hmm. lerms or anything else. Plus, I can help out my teammates. So this is a bonus for me to go play that type of mech. But of course, yeah. every type of mech is different for different people. Obviously, I can't play assaults. I suck at assaults. But some people play them really well. So, you know, basically, it's all different for different type of people. Granted, I would knock out the mask and take out the target computer and just have extra stuff and, and just go from there, like pretty much. And that's what One I would funny, do with this mech. Yeah. One funny gimmick to mention, at least since we are bringing up large pulses, large pulse is one of the stealthier weapons in the game, so mm-hmm. to say. Um, so. I did try and throw together a stealth large pulse build. It's just you kind of run out of slots, and you really need the cooling for triple large pulse. But yeah, yeah. The uh, the uh, the um, I want to do something other than the Raven that has stealth with a large pulse laser that uh, harasses the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think just like, my basic appraisal yeah. is that you know the dragon is just another dragon. In fact, there are better variants for the most part somewhat out mm. there already. Yeah, and. I just I hope it will get better agility stats to somewhat reflect the Grand Dragon has a better chassis it's actually mm-hmm. built on. That there are improvements to its frame. Uh, that would be interesting, an agility-oriented dragon. It just doesn't have the hard points to really do anything with it, but that's that's dragon problems. Uh, the Thunderbolt, it, it's, it's really interesting, the combination of tech. You could put so many weird things on it, but you just keep running out of slots, and you're like, yeah. oh, but I need slots for double heat sinks, and then you just have to keep compromising and compromising until you have a, a Thunderbolt without mask, without jump jets, with ECM, and you're just like, oh. But the hard points aren't that good. And why am I in a Thunderbolt? Let me get into something that is actually kind of more competitive nowadays. I'm kind of getting flashbacks to the last time we had new mechs. Like the, mm-hmm. the past few packs were all just, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting option, but we already have something that's basically the same. So it's all going to come down to stats and quirks. Yeah, and yeah, the quirks is what I want to see. This is kind of this. a continuation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, it's yeah. all going to come down to quirks and uh stats on, and on even the subject then of quirks um did you guys have a read through the faq where they do mention the how these mechs will be balanced no i haven't actually uh, check that I out actually now. Have not. so uh search for what guarantees can be made about the balance of these mechs or you know just search for um nerf or buff and that should get you to it and quirk yeah those are key words won't be mentioned elsewhere i don't think oh payment information collective sensitives uh, faction contact for the pack, which would be interesting. Um, it's above uh, collection incentives, just above it. So uh, near the bottom. Okay. Uh, where the hard point details, guarantees can be made about the balance. Um, try to provide as fair as experience for all players, clans in your sphere. This may mean nerfing or, oh man, or buffing some weapons, adding quirks to the mechs for at a later date. So what, they don't have any quirks when it first comes out? 
that was my initial first yeah. impression, and I was like, holy hell, you're going to release this dragon without quirks? Yeah. And uh, I don't necessarily think that's it. I think just the answer's really cagey. Like, um, I just think, like, it's really weird how they answer the question, where it's just sort of like, oh, we don't want to unbalance in the sphere versus clan. I was like, look, just looking at these things on paper, don't worry, mate, there's no problem. Yeah, I know. The dragon and Thunderbolt are not going to take over the game. But um, And he's talking about buffing or nerfing some weapons, like all Inner Sphere or Clan weapons in response to this. You know, it just, it, it's the wrong I, response I kind to the of, question. <laughs> I kind of wonder if this is just copy-paste from an early FAQ. I'll be honest, I haven't looked at the Mac FAQ probably mm -hmm. since the first few packs. I never remember this phrasing, honestly. Yeah. Um, well, well like, all the recent packs they used to have, I mean, they, they gave them like almost no quirks whatsoever. But the older mechs that they, you know, the. I never really remember yeah. questions about how will you balance these. I feel yeah. like they wanted to add this question because people would have questions about how they would be balanced. But they gave this very. Ans the, the answers suited it's for when you're talking about game balance, overall game balance. Mm -hmm. All right, okay. We might, we might not. We don't know, basically. Yeah, it's just copy pasted from a time when uh, they were still nerfing and buffing weapons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of um, sad, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. There's a whole bunch of you know important legal stuff just regarding you know purchases, and you don't want to mess with that stuff if it works mm. first time. Um, Anyway, so obviously, I think the obvious guess is that, you know, the dragon's going to come out with dragon survival, the thunderbolt's going to come out with thunderbolt survival at the very least, and who knows what else they'll put on yeah. top. That would be my guess. Um, I think we talked about this, like, before um, Biter was the early adapter bonuses expires May 18th, but the mech comes out April 20th. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I found that I found that very interesting, very different way of doing it uh, mm -hmm. compared to the past. So yeah, this in two months' time the pack comes out, but the um yeah the early adopter bonuses uh, it take uh, last one month beyond that. Yeah, that's kind of very weird. Interesting. They might have got that backwards, or uh, they want to um, they want to have it so people see what the mech is like, and then you could get the early adopter bonus and go purchase it after people say it's good mm -hmm. or not. From um, a from a consumer standpoint, I very much like this yeah. because you always yep. you if you would if you wanted to get everything from the pack and you were interested in the mech, you had to just pre-order blind and, and hope you for didn't the best. know what quirks they were. Yeah, have to hope for the best and hope they give it good quirks and agility. Now you can wait for the mech to come out for all the hype to die down to see what quirks they actually have. So, for example, if you have the impression that the mech will come out with no quirks whatsoever, and you're like, why am I taking a dragon with no quirks? <laughs> then wait until it releases, find out if they really did release it in that state, and then you can make your purchase. Yeah. It's a good idea on a, you know, on a, a money standpoint, yeah, and that's fine. Uh, or if they messed up and comes out the 18th and, and uh, early adapters eight, you know, in uh, April. <laughs> no. I mean, I like I like this in the sense that this is um, if you uh, are one of the people who bought it in the first three months that after it had been announced, you are one of the people who adopted it early. You mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Um, I think normally they announced packs like way, 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 way more in advance, so there was a lot larger window. But um, yeah, as it is, this is a much more consumer friendly uh, thing. So yeah, you just hold off until the pack comes out. And if if you you're still interested, purchase it, and you get a whole bunch of extra goodies. And by yeah, the way, we yeah, should actually yeah. talk about the goodies. Goodies. 
please. Which ones? All right. Um, shall we just start with the the boltons? Um, sure. I was about to bring up the pictures. But... It, it looks like um, reactive armor for the boltons. Or it, it does. Sure. Uh, yeah. These are. Um, I think I saw some people comment and said, "You know, these are some of the best looking uh, boltons they've seen." <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish uh, the boltons mm -hmm. uh, were always sort of like this, rather than kind of tacky universal things that just slapped onto every single mech. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got the dragon here up on the screen, which is, yeah, it's got it's got a little kind of crown or helmet thing, uh, little extra spikes on the claw to make it extra clawy and spiky. And Doesn't yeah, really like a shoulder, um, shoulder pauldron, like a, what, yeah. a samurai a shield style or, one. Yeah, and then the back has some type of uh, guts or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yeah, what, little what winglet thingies. Yeah, fins um, or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, and of course, these boltons won't fall off when shot anymore, mm -hmm. unless maybe the winglet thingies change the the outline of the neck a bit too much. I don't think so. Probably the helmet would though. It would uh, change the outline like on it. Yeah, uh, the yeah. shoulder, the shoulder pad also does that a bit yeah, as well. I, that, that's that that's the question of where probably. you. That's that's the question of where you draw the line. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, there's also the thunderbolt ones. Can we bring that one up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, thunderbolt looks like a uh, reactive armor actually, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I just wish they had more reactive armor throughout the whole thunderbolt like itself. Uh, I wonder if they're inspired by. Um, you know, we had had them on a, a, a past podcast. The guy who did, um, you know, they did the CG uh, pilot. Oh yeah, episode. yeah. Um, uh, CQ fish. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they had like reactive armor on the inner sphere mechs. This is sort of also, you know, <laughs> military camo paint mm -hmm. scheme and all that. Um, but yeah, I, I like the. Um, this is, of course, concept art. Who knows how it'll actually look in the thing. But, um, yeah, just a little bit more details. Make them look more professional. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the idea. Yeah, it's not bad. Looks good. As far as bolt-on-wise, basically. And uh, if you get the early adapter bonuses, which is um, about a month after It's a after lot better than a damn um, badge for early adopter bonuses. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Badges, I don't even care about, to tell you the truth. It doesn't mean anything. You know, uh, cockpit items, um, are those new? Those are new, so right? So all of this is like cons yeah. uh, concept art right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't recognize any of these mm. cockpit items. No. So... The turret thing looks similar to a turret I already have. All Could right. be. Could be, yeah. But I think it's a new one. So the turret, I'm guessing, is obviously the standing item, and then mm -hmm. those two little uh, smoke launcher things, flare launchers, whatever you want it, is uh, the, the war horn. War horn, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Do, does your cockpit just fill with smoke and you can't see after you get a kill? It's just like extra punishment for <laughs> being the guy who you. bought the, dr the dragon package. <laughs> well, the problem the problem with, bolt, uh, with the cockpit items, um, I have so many cockpit items, but they're spread along 300 mechs that I have no clue what in the hell is on each one, right? And so, like, if I go, I want the, you know, the Laughing Pumpkin guy, but I got to yep. search through 300 mechs to go find it, and they should have something um, take off from this mech, you know, like, automatically and give to this mech or something like that, because it is yeah. a pain in the ass to go and go through all those I, mechs to try to find it. Like, in, in the current state, it's just put them somewhere, and then you forget about Yeah, them. yeah, I forget about all the different, you know, items, and that's... It's... that's it's kind, of, it's kind of like the, the engine thing, if you remember back in the beginning, once engines really became a thing, mm -hmm. where you bought a single XL-255, mm -hmm. 
and you mm. just took this engine or whatever make you wanted to play white no one and switch it around every time yeah yeah and i'm getting a feeling balance is same thing like in the first few weeks months whatever you were switching those rounds trying to take them with you but at this point they're you just put them in and either you have them or you don't have them well, like generally, I have a list of mechs that I normally play like all the time. So, like those get all yeah. my like items. But I mean, to find yeah. cockpit items, it'll be more um, consumer friendly if if I can find those items in different other mechs instead of searching every single mech going through the you know going through the list. So, I mean, I would like that as as a UI like experience. It was making more much more easier for me. But like, that's just yeah, me. it's a thing. It's a thing to to increase the value of cockpit items. Yeah. but I don't think it would increase it enough that I would bother buying them. Well, it, it wouldn't be hard to put that in, you know, basically some type of search system or something, you know, basically, or, you know, take it out. But I don't know about you, you need to so. change the UI. Remember that okay. the yeah, uh, okay. Mac, well, well, like Mac I said, UI, it's not mm -hmm. great in CoreEngine. Well, like I said, I don't know how it works, but it'd be nice if they had that. I would be happy. <laughs> you know? When they ask for more feedback on quality of life fixes, be sure to suggest it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we see where it goes. Um, yeah. There's uh, the last cockpit item is you know uh, restricted to the early adopter bonuses, the hanging item, which you yeah. get two of. And uh, this one is actually almost, in a ways, in my head, the most valuable one, just because it's a five percent seatbelt boost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's nice. These are really rare. Those are pretty rare and pretty hard to get. Normally, you would have to buy a really big and expensive pack to get these. C bill or X bill boost XP boosting items. And C bills are way more valuable than XP for the most part. Um, so, yeah, the, the, I, I, the, the only thing is, as Bob mentions, is it's just going to be a, a, an utter pain taking these hanging items mm -hmm. in and out all the time for just 5% extra C bills. Yeah. So, yeah, is yeah. It, and, uh, and the time you, <laughs> the time you find it, you could have just played in a couple of more matches. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to build a habit of always stripping it out of your mech when you switch off it. Mm -hmm. That's always sort of a habit I built, like with engines and stuff when I was more poor in the back in the day. Obviously, for me now, I'm sitting on like 600 million C bills. I five percent extra earnings. I don't need to worry. Yeah. But um, for a new player, in some ways, it's like, oh, hey, this is a way to you know get siebel boosted mechs and a siebel booster for, for eternity as long as i as, as long as i bother with the micro yeah, yeah. and and live sure. with this thing hanging on my cockpit yeah but <laughs> five, at this point five percent just doesn't add enough when you have 50 percent from premium time and 30 percent from special and hero max uh one question i have is i don't remember how much siebel boost you get from the other items 10%. and what locations they were it yeah, was, so this it was one for each, strong. like the standing and the and the hanging. I think. All right, so five yeah. each. It's always five. Uh, um, really? I thought it was ten for one or, and ten for the other one. But but I mean, it's been a long time. I, I can't I, find them in my mechs, so I don't know. <laughs> See? Uh, I could go to the store try and find. Yeah, out. yeah. It was in the um in the war pack, whatever that one is. Like when they changed over to um to a thirty fifty seven or something. Right. Is one of those yeah, packs, those, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't find my cockpit item, so I can't tell you, Darren. EGI. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which one that was in though. I I thought it was that one, uh, for the packages for the um for the general war pack. That's so civil had. war. Civil yeah, civil war. war pack, like, yeah. um, if you get the um, let's see, um, hanging item five percent XP. 
another hanging item. Yeah, five percent seagull okay, 5%. boost. Yeah, okay. And then standing. Yeah, so five percent for each. Yeah. And that's standing and uh, hanging item. No, um, there's first standing, standing. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I see what you're uh, saying. Like hanging. Yeah. So in essence, if you have a civil war pack, really it's a matter about getting, um, you know, being happy about that other pack because you know you're gonna, you can't put two of them on, for uh, for the hanging ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it is a way to at least get one of these very hard to get items for a relatively cheap price. Mm -hmm. Um, early, and it's a at least right now it's a more interesting package before they come out and. Yeah, uh, we remember that they're thunderbolts and dragons. <laughs> thunderbolts, yay! Yeah, uh, one thing yeah. I to mention. Yeah, is, <laughs> I love it. Um, one <laughs> thing to mention uh, that isn't shown so well here is that there is an, an extra bolt on that everyone will be getting, not e even if you're getting this late, which mm -hmm. is themed bolt on flag with the badge on it. Oh, okay. So that's, that camouflage yeah. flag, uh, that camouflage little badge thing, that's actually going to be put on a flag, and you could put it on the back of your mech, and it will probably stay on. Oh, here's a head. suggestion for a flag. Uh, Magistry of Canopus, please, instead of actually have to use Lao flags, you know, basically based off 3057 when they had the triad. So, uh, yeah, MOC, flags. So I, I really like this flag tie-in idea. I mm -hmm. wish they marketed yeah. it a lot better, of course, because... Uh, I don't think this camouflage badge is really interesting, but if in the future you do a new variant that mm -hmm. is like um, a, a hero mech, you know, it, it's it's an actual icon from lore. The yeah. lore freakazoids would love to have a, fl a flag of, you know, whatever uh, yeah. faction on the back of their mech. Yeah, that would be great, actually. licensing issues with that, probably. But anyway, yeah, that's the idea. That um, if, if you make the badges enticing, it gives extra reason to, you know. Maybe Make a sure flag for each flag. type of mercenary like unit. You know, basically, I haven't seen those yet too. You know, or, or the periphery realms, a flag for those because I know there's a lot of people like to play pirates or, or like to mm -hmm. play like the outwards, um, you know, outworlds alliance. They like to play that as well. So a flag Since for each. Since they have the um, yeah. flag models built, it shouldn't yeah. be too hard to just um, change the icons on them and such. So and uh, just add them with in. Bolton sticking on and just making more prominent marketing of flagging. Uh, that might that might be worth it. Yeah, I I'd definitely like that. I'll buy more of them. All right. To tell you the truth. Okay. So go ahead. I I've bought enough gasoline in the striker booster pack, but um, do you guys want to wrap up on your thoughts on the pack? Um, after talking to you about the grand dragon, yeah, okay, drag dragon sucks. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I still I'm still a fan of the thunderbolt one because it's gonna improve my thunderbolt that I normally use anyways. So I'm happy about that. And for 20 bucks, it's not that bad to get, you know, these types of mechs. I could sell the other two variants. I have no problem with that. I, I could sell the, you know, like the S's. I could dump those and just use my Thunderbolts and get two extra mech bays and the money and everything else from it. So that's actually a good deal for me for 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. For me, TLDR, even though I'm a whale, I'm not going to be picking these up. Um... A, they're only variants of um, Max where I already have variants that I do enjoy. Uh, B, it's a dragon. <laughs> it's a dragon. <laughs> and yeah. the Thunderbolt, while interesting, while interesting, doesn't add enough new for me to uh, go back from what I currently play to a Thunderbolt. Okay. Okay, well, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's cool that there's new stuff. Uh, I... I cannot see how they are going to generate a lot of revenue with this particular pack. 
I think okay. just the the fact that it's finally a new pack out, it's got me somewhat excited. And mm -hmm. I will say this page is quite it's very slick. Mm -hmm. Um I, I like the, I like the artwork on yeah, the better. majority of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I think I've done, it. It's well marketed pack. The the the, the uh, Thunderbolt is at least still interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm like they done they've done a good job with a from a gameplay perspective very underwhelming pack. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, plus also the the hanging sea boost uh, like item. I'm probably not going to how it'll get lost, so I'm not too worried about that. But the extra eight million because I'm space poor, like for my for my alt account, and so I need that. And the three hundred mm -hmm. and the four hundred the GSP if I get the bonus, which be you know it would help out like in my in my alt account, so it'll be fine. Yeah, I wouldn't mind spending twenty bucks on it, but that's just me. Question is, would you spend uh, twenty bucks on this, or would you just spend twenty bucks on one of the uh, current bundles? Which I would spend twenty bucks GSP on tacos. And... That's how that's how it is. So so like basically uh, getting this yeah. would be fine, you know. So if I don't have tacos for one day, I'll be fine. You know, I'll, I'll just spend 20 bucks on this, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> wow, you have a different view on money than I do. <laughs> well, well, I mean, don't get me Let's wrong. Let's move on. Okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Let's it's, move it's on. It's getting too real. Yeah. It's getting too real. <laughs> let's, uh, we're, we're getting really close to the 90-minute mark, so let's just yeah. rush through the last few important things. Okay. Um, We've talked about Baldons already, so just mentioning there is a forum thread. Uh, if you have feedback on Baldons things, uh, if you know of ones that should fall off still, uh, go ahead and give feedback in this forum thread. Okay. Map spawn points um, is one of the obviously the, one of the biggest things people were talking about. Uh, the first contender is going to be Termaline Desert, which is probably the biggest offender. So you can give feedback on where you would like to see spawn points on Termaline Desert. And you can give feedback on which map you would like to see reworked next. Yeah, that's and good. that's basically all there is to hear. Um, Bida, I'm certain you have many minutes of discussion <laughs> regarding this. Yeah, weapons balance pass one. They're asking for more broad uh, feedback from the community. So uh, throw your thoughts random randomly in there and we'll see what things they pick up on in the next patch, I think. That'll be yeah. quite interesting. I've done my own post there, which is you know, lost amongst the sea. It's somewhere like in page six or so. And I'll uh, leave it down <laughs> below too. Like uh, I'll leave the link down below, guys, too. You can check it out. Yeah, um, I, I'm glad they are taking this approach. Uh, just in the sense that um, that there are some communities out there, like some people mentioned the Gulag and whatnot, who have uh, pulled together and made their own suggestions on how the game should be fixed. But uh, with the Gulag, at least my impression was, of course, they made a whole host of changes, like you know, talking about mech balance, weapon balance. Um, uh, rescaling, et cetera, et cetera, all together as one giant super package. And that's great and all, but I think for PGI's purposes, they're only doing weapon changes. And also, I want I don't want the Gulags changes so much because they are needlessly nerfing IS streaks for some reason. No. IS streaks are Just, fun. Uh, the cooldown is uh, going down. Mm. Uh, the missile help is going up, which is nice for them. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, that's that's the one. Uh, and I'm, I, 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 they always share images, but I really want to see their DPS calculations for UAX because I feel like the UAX changes for Clan Ultras uh, mm. could be an insane change because Clan Ultras are already pretty strong and they're giving them a lot of buffs. But well, anyway, there's so much stuff to weapon balance, and I have my own personal preferences. Everyone has their own personal preferences, and I'm just glad they're opening it up to community, and that's yep. a good idea. Yeah, idea. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, def definitely. definitely go ahead and take this opportunity, give feedback to PGI, even if you have only one or two things. Um, 
like personally i'm hoping that pgi doesn't just do something like this and really reworks all of it uh listening to a specific group i do hope that they take it in, in tiny baby steps and yeah we're gonna see what happens yeah. from this okay if, if PGI are smart, of course, they don't change all the weapons at once like that. What you do is you say, mm -hmm. okay, we think X weapon system is really struggling right now, so we're going to focus on it. That's kind of how they did it in the past as well. And that way, you, you know, you just do only changes to like clan small lasers, try and help clan brawl, you know, with their small pulses and whatnot. You see what happens, see whether it, you know, totally unbalances the game. After a month, you change it back and mm -hmm. change something else. And yeah. I think that that's a sensible exactly. approach for Darren and Matt. That fits their pace and their approach. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see what they what they like uh, in in the forum. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, like these past few months, we've had close to nothing to talk about. So we've spent whole episodes talking about a single death relock. Uh, now we're just going to mention, hey, there's there's a death relock. Um, I don't think there was anything too interesting in here, except that they are finally giving us a written summary. Like, this is a really big thing. Obviously, if you're listening to the first circuit, you don't mind listening to our long talks <laughs> about basically nothing. At least um, if you're at, at this point, yeah. after all. <laughs> can you actually look at your market, though? Point. But and yeah, for most people, this is, like the f this is the thing that you read, and this yeah. is the thing you just ignore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it depends on how much time and, you know, you want to... Uh, yeah, the, the level of information you want. Some people like, you know, have putting a face to the changes mm -hmm. and, you know, and uh, hear them actually discussing them. And I do like that. Um, so I think both together is a nice compliment for if you just want just want the facts yeah. or if you want to see them talk about their thought process. I yeah, do agree. Yeah, and if you want to see them talk even more, uh, I believe there are two really long NGNG videos, one with Matt, one with Darren, uh, yeah. that you can listen to. Although the one with Darren has, is while he streams Maguire online and it's pretty difficult to actually listen to. But yeah, there's, there's stuff you can listen to if you're really bored. Just have it in the background while you're yeah. cleaning house um, or something. I mean, I like that in just the slight sense that uh, Darren often pops onto NGNG streams mm -hmm. and we just don't hear um, his thoughts on events and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And... Um, it means you miss out if you're not happening to listen to a certain stream, which of course isn't the right approach, really. Maybe like official streams or something like that be a lot better than just on your just on your stream. Yeah, yeah, true. I think. Well, uh, to try and speak in Darren's defense, I think obviously he, he you know, he's good friends with uh, Sean yeah, Lang, yeah. and he's just he's just taking a break from work, probably <laughs> campaigning for more features for the game. And he's just like, hey, Sean, how's things hanging? And, you know, Sean brings up, oh, I want this change or whatnot. And, you know, Darren responds. Yeah, yeah it's just them chatting. But this was yeah. just a chance for them. Uh, you know, at least at least we all got to see it rather than just those who happen to be on or in the NGNG crew. Yeah. Okay. So basically, this is, this is the official thing and this is the uh, unofficial discussion. With just two private people talking about the game they love. I liked uh, NGNG's chat with uh, Matt, of course, just since at least it was just a one-on-one -on -one with Matt. We get to see more of uh, his perspective on things, mm. you know, because um, Matt is a little bit quiet, at least when there's a large group of people, a lot more loud, talkative people around usually means he just fades into the background. But that's not to say he has no bad, you know, no ideas or anything. He's just, so yeah, it was a great chance to hear more from Matt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's next? 
And then last but not least, we have to just really quick mentions. Um, just to remind you that uh, if you don't like Macro Online, there's a better game out there that's still very much alive called Macro Living Legends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so just mentioning they, um, the game is still going on. It's still a solid enough player that is if you want to play on weekdays, evenings, or on weekends for the most part. And there are still active uh, patches being done. So yeah. if you like MacWarrior, please check out the game. It could be really use more player, and it's a really good game. Power armor, tanks, uh, VTOLs, aerospace, mechs. It has pretty much almost everything for Battletech. Uh, so. Artillery. Artillery, yeah. In, almost destroys <laughs> my mech, and he just sees the cripple <laughs> waddling home. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like doing the uh, power armor. It's pretty cool. I like doing that one. But yeah, it, it's a fun game to go play, guys. Check it out. Living Legends are having patches all the time, like updates and everything. So check it out. I'll leave links down below. Yeah, yep. they've had like a new patch, I think. It's, yeah. Uh... Yeah. And then lastly, a uh, community shout out. Um, Aces Wild are, I believe, uh, behind a community one macro online tournament, Inosphere only which has started a few days ago, is still going on if you want to check it out and watch the games. Uh, IS tech only, baby. Lots of brawling. <laughs> and, well, party strikes because, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, it's your shout-outs, or do you want to add anything? Oh, uh, just a good group of people. Like, Aces, very, very fun. And, and also, you know, it's kind of cool they do this kind of stuff. They spend their time to go ahead and make tournaments and have fun with the game itself and you know when they could just do something else but they do this and that's awesome that's a really good thing so good awesome check out the aces um i'll leave links down below um as much as i can and if you have any links from aces let me know as well too i'll go I put them in. yeah yeah, yeah i <laughs> see yeah so yeah good cool deal good group of people um yep that about wraps up episode 100 and uh 38 we've been rushing for the last few topics a bit um yeah please excuse us we've been rambling a lot about the first few items on our list <laughs> uh, if, if you guys have any input on what we should improve next time we talk about this much stuff or um if you think we've skipped over anything that's important and we should dive in deeper in the next few episodes please leave us feedback i think uh, all of us would be interested going into some depth regarding the weapon balance so mm -hmm future yeah. potential episodes yeah definitely definitely okay bob take us out that was episode 138 of the first circuit podcast uh, with our host ian bye-bye bob bye-bye and <laughs> <laughs> and fighter and bye-bye and bye-bye <laughs> i'll see you guys later thank you for being part of the podcast and we'll see you on the battlefield